My name is Phil Mendoza, and this is a championship bow hunting podcast fueled by Mountain Ops. Join me and my guests as we give you bow hunting tips to take your preparation to the next level. Welcome back to the Championship Bow Hunting Podcast. I'm Phil Mendoza. Two special guests tonight uh, coming to you from northern Colorado. I met these guys a few years back when we were competing in a train-to-hunt event, and I think I'd ran into you guys before, but that was when we really got to, I guess, spend a little bit more time together, hang out a little bit, compete together. And welcome to the show, Brandon and Caleb Hobbs, repping Dirty North Archery. From from the Fort Collins area, right? Are you guys in Loveland, Fort Collins? Yeah, yeah, uh, we're actually Fort Collins uh, area. Go ahead, Brandon. Yep. Yeah, we're Fort Collins area, born and raised, and we're actually both up in uh, Wellington. So, oh, okay, a little just, north there, just north of. Yep. So, again, you you guys. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back and I open the floor. Tell us a little bit. We we got twin brothers, you know, very, very knowledgeable guys with, with all things archery, uh, technical side of stuff. It's been cool to, to, to get to know you guys a little bit more over the last few years. And, um, you know, being able to work together and, and incorporate you guys with, with helping me out and, and bringing some more content to the listeners, I'm really excited about that because uh, you guys you guys know what's going on. I mean, I've I've talked to you guys, I've talked to Braden and, and some of the stuff you've worked on and and tinkered with and and just you know troubleshooted. It's it's more than the average go average Joe does. So tell me about your guys' setup up north. Tell me about how you guys got started up there and and what your goal is just kind of moving forward on the on the uh, on the archery side. Sure. Um, yeah, I guess we'll start with how we got rolling and. And uh, first and foremost, we're bow hunters, right? Just like everyone else out there, or probably everyone that's listening. And that was the big driver right there, man, was just really bow hunting. And uh, Brandon and I got real big into doing our own work. I was I was uh, living in Grand Junction at the time for a few years um, for job reasons. And we got into kind of, we wanted to try and do our own setups and, you know, put the rest on, put the sights on and not have to worry about a shop to do it because uh, things were scarce around. And we were doing it long distance over the phone, you know, him and I were just chatting, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. Well, we we always talked about, or actually Brandon come up with this crazy idea that hey, we need to start selling bows uh you know, out of the garage. I mean, keep in mind at this point, we, you know, we were just beginning, not beginning archery, but beginning working on equipment. So I moved back, uh, to Wellington area to the front range. And, uh, so once, once the twins got back together, it was kind of a done deal, right? We, uh, we started putting feelers out there and started putting in applications and we finished Brandon's garage um, completely did full displays and, and all this stuff. And we were able to have uh, a couple people pick us up for dealers. Um, we picked up a compound bowline, uh, new breed archery. They were the, the first one, huge thanks to them. And we picked up accessory lines and we just started, I mean, we hung a couple bows on the rack and 
we did a DIY website and, you know, started advertising on archery talk and things like that. And a couple guys called us. That was in 2012, actually. So, yep. Yeah, a couple guys called us and, uh, you know, we sold a couple bows here and there and, uh, we dabbled in building wrist slings and our equipment was junk, but, you know, the more accessories we sold, we just put that money into better equipment and, and so on and so forth. And we, we got to the point where we were carrying three pro line compound bows out of the garage. I mean, it was phenomenal, you know? And, uh, we, we started yeah, getting think, busy. Yeah. We, we started getting busy enough that, that we had to realize like, Hey, this, this thing's going somewhere and, and people are coming to us for a reason. And we kind of got, I don't know when I first brought, when we really got geeked out on archery stuff is when we got into the string building stuff and, yeah. uh, it was, I, I I called Caleb up one night. I'm like, we gotta get this string building stuff. We gotta start building our own strings. And he thought I was crazy, which yeah, it I is crazy yeah. for any, anybody crazy. out there. Yeah, anybody out there, don't ever do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell you that right now, it's not worth it. Have somebody build them for you. <laughs> Any, anything archery business related, man. I've 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 heard it. It's, it's suicide. So, but you know, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's it it can become. It sometimes starts as a passion project. You know that work that you know loving to to do the the projects. But right. Um, but in doing so, learning about the little intricacies and the details and what really makes you know, the equipment function properly or what makes a bow hunter right. more successful. That's the stuff that we care about. So, you know, if it means staying up late or getting up early and working that extra time to figure something out, man, it, it doesn't seem like work. You know, it, it in my opinion, it does. Yep. I think that you, it, I probably speak for the three of us, but it's yep. cool, man. It's, it's cool to see, you know, your, your, your business grow and the, 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 the features that you offer, um, but get more into the string stuff because that's, you know, with what I t- yeah. touched on last episode with, you know, strings being one of those things as we get closer to season that we need to, you know, as bow hunters, don't don't sell yourself short on the string and cables. Uh, for sure, don't sell yourself short. I mean, if you need to keep a, a sight on your bow for an extra couple years, go ahead, do that. But your strings, totally. you know, make sure that you're, you're, you're on point. So get back into the, the process of you guys kind of, going through that, that process of, of starting out and, and learning and, and take, take us through yeah. that, uh, that process a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So, and with that, Phil, kind of the, the way we look at it now and the way we like to um, talk to people about strings, you know, is, is you buy And before I tell you about how, how we started our process and everything, but look at it like this, right? You, somebody goes out and they buy the newest bow. It's the newest thousand dollar, twelve hundred dollar bow, whatever it is, right? Best thing on the market, and they shoot the heck out of it for a year. And they're shooting like crazy, and then come hunting season or a year later, they haven't done anything with strings. Well, I look at it this way: you, you're a guy that goes out and buys the newest uh, Lamborghini, fastest car, whatever it is, right? And I run it so much over a year that I run the tires off the thing. And then 
as soon as I run the tires off the thing, I decide, hey, I'm going to race this thing on horrible tires. Well, that doesn't make much sense, right? Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) I mean, you have a $1,000 bow that a lot of the time you're paying for the cam system. Well, there's only one thing that holds those two cams in time and in sync, and that's your string and cable set. So it's, you know, without getting too technical into it, but, you know, Caleb and I will we'll probably jump into some of this later, but um, we, you know, we started looking at it like, man, we noticed we're having when we get, these cheaper strings because we thought, oh, this is a bargain, right? We can get strings for however much X number of dollars and I can slap them on. Well, how come my arrow, how come I'm not hitting in the same place I was before? And how come after, you know, a thousand shots, all of a sudden my point of impact is different, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's when we started getting into the more of the science and technical stuff of, strings and notice like hey your strings is your number one thing to keep that bow in spec so we yeah, first started it, building man go ahead Caleb. It, it was it was really it was really customer driven too though because not yeah. not in that they were asking for us to build strings they they just asked for strings but in the fact that uh we we had people shipping us bows from all over the U.S. for tunes. Um, we we got a reputation for doing uh, tunes on certain models of bows, and guys were shipping them all over the U.S. And we're getting into these things, and it's like, man, all the problems, I can't say all, most of the problems we noticed were in there, tweaking on strings and cables or doing servering repair or doing this or that. And it all, you know, it kind of rolls back to that. And it, it, it just tied together for us. So on top of that, you know, Brandon just thinks he can just tackle anything. So, well, I, I'll tell you <laughs> one thing that, that mindset, um, I'm, I know what you mean, right? That there's no, yeah. <laughs> there's no mountain big, too big. And, um, it, I, I think that the other thing that, that I want to touch on there is when you guys are putting your work on a bow, you're putting your stamp on it, right? You're, you're, I guess yeah. you, you guys started to get a reputation for knowing what you're doing, doing a very good job going above and beyond and, uh, and paying attention to detail. And when you found that it was difficult because of that, that, that one component, the strings, well, what better way to continue to put your stamp on it and make sure that when you're sending out a bow for a tune, whether it's a local guy, you're shipping it out of state, whatever the case may be, you know that you're putting on as best of a product you can and, and tuning that bow as best you can with what you're get with what you're putting on there. So it's just that yeah. that stamp is it's just your seal, man. It's your it's your it's your name. It's your it's your reputation. And, and like I said, I've heard nothing but good stuff and. We're not too far. We're, you know, an hour or so away from each other. It's far yeah. enough to where we don't get to see each other all the time, but it's it's close enough to right. where I hear it, man. I, I know guys. I've had guys come in, and, and they'll pick something up. They'll pick up a bow, or they'll pick something up. They're like, oh, we're taking it to up north. You know, these guys are going to tune the bow for us. And I take no offense to that because it's something that you guys 
have, like I said, you've earned your some customers. You you've got some some loyal customers and and the reputation, and it, and you seem to be doing very well with it. So kudos to you on that. But so yeah, so thank you. Thank you. For sure, man. Like I said, that's why you know being able to collaborate and, and bring some more guys on, and, and guys that that have started to establish themselves, like I said, with a good reputation is is huge. Um, so I'm happy for that. But but let's talk now a little bit more um, about about the strings. So you guys start start you know dabbling into building the strings for for yourself because. You've seen flaws in other people's game with within regards to the building process, and I think that Caleb, we talked about it a little bit the other night. You said some people could be using the same materials, but the serving they're using is junk, or the method that they're using to to finish the product right. is not the same. And, yeah, exactly. And you guys know it as well as I have. I've put enough strings on bows that man, you, you buy a, you get a string a set of string and cables from what, even from a manufacturer or from from a, a custom builder. And the friggin' loop doesn't even fit on the peg, you know, on, on the yeah. on the, on the can. <laughs> Drives me nuts, right? So yeah, <laughs> things like that. It, it's it's that it's that end serving where you start the knot to where you can It doesn't it doesn't fit over the, the that first lobe because it's too bunched up. It's too thick. It's too too bulky. Um, yep. Little details like that that the customer is never gonna look at. And you guys knew enough. You put enough. You start working on enough bows. You're like, yeah, this needs to be better. This needs to be done this way. So, how long did it take you when you started building the strings to, you know, really be able to to the, the product you were putting out there where you felt like it was, yeah, this is this is money. I mean, was it pretty quick because you had seen the flaws, oh, or was it a little bit of a learning curve? Oh gosh, it was. Uh, Brandon, when did we <laughs> when did we start building? Was it was it uh, uh-huh. a year and a half? Two. Two years ago, something two, like that. Two but, years, uh, yeah, a little over two years ago now, I guess. Yeah, and and I, man, I can tell you right now, it was excruciating. Uh, and and when you talk to Braden a little better, y'all meet him later. But <laughs> ask him, ask him how string building goes. Uh, <laughs> the learning curve was was massive, man. It was like climbing Everest, honestly. And and if you talk to a professional string builder or, you know, whatever, it it's akin to you have a guy that's been a professional carpenter for 30 years, right? And he can just nail the finest edge. And then you got a guy that's been doing it for a year, and he says, well, I can still do all that. Well, yeah, you can do it all, sure, but it doesn't come out. It's not the same finished product. So it was that steep for us getting cranking. We knew what we had to put out, but once you start laying up all those strands and start seeing how they stretch, see how they move, see how they bunch together, how they serve up different tensions, we apply a lot of tension through our process. The game changes completely. Every Everything that you see or hear or think is out the window, so I mean those first sets, man, it was it was brutal, honestly. Let's uh, just say we're lucky to have people that were willing to give us a shot to, to yeah. start out, right? That, hey that's man, a fact. can you put some strings on your bow? We'll sell them to you cheap. Yeah. So <laughs> it was, I I can say this that I I know the first full set of stringing cables that I laid up uh, was for a Bowtech Invasion, right? 
I know the bow. I still know the bow. I know the colors, everything. That took me in labor, not including stretching time, just labor <laughs> of my fingers and my hands was eight hours. Wow. <laughs> right? Now, yeah. that process is so much faster. Uh, it it doesn't even fit on the same chart. You can't even compare it. And um, we're putting and the out, better. you know, oh, by a long shot. I mean, yeah, right now we're we're very confident in what we're doing. And whether that's a custom or, like you said, you know, you've mentioned like loops fitting on pegs. And we got that in the back of our head. If we're building for a Hoyt or a Matthews or a Bowtech, every single peg is different, right? And yep. and we see that going, and so we build to to size, you know, to get that wrap around that lobe or you know things like that. But it took a while, and and we're still, you know, there's little things here and there. Manufacturers are putting out; they change a bow every year now. Yeah, and with it, yeah, it's a brand new AVS yoke system or top hats or, uh, you know, different roller guards. Well, guess what, man, the strings have to fit and the serving has to fit on every new engineer deal. So, yeah. And that's where, like I said, the average customer doesn't care, right? They don't know. They just, I want a new set of string cables. These ones are frayed. They've been on my boat for five years or whatever the case is. And they say, okay, it's finally time to break down and buy them. So let's get back into that now. So you guys have, yep. you know, and and this is something that I'm with you 100%. I learn something every day. You know, I've got customers that come into my shop because they they feel that, you know, we're we're the you know we're the shop to come to in the Denver metro area, and and we've earned that reputation, and we've uh, we've built that reputation, and they come to us for professional advice. And there's yep. bows that come through the door. That we sit there and we we scratch our heads on, you know, because oh, yeah. it's some. Not every problem is the same. Even the problems when you on the surface they look like, oh yeah, it's an A plus B equals C fix, and you do that and it's not exactly right. So we all learn. We're all continuing to learn. But I'm like you guys. You know, we don't want a bow to go out the door unless we know it's right. So yep. Let's 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 talk now about timeline because that's what I started talking about last last episode yep. was was timeline and in my opinion I'm like you guys right I want my stuff on my bow if I'm going to put a new set of threads on my bow it's it's 2 to 3 months ahead of time is is what I I prefer because I I know that I'm going to have thousands of shots through those strings by hunting season and and they're yeah. going to be ready they're going to there's no if ands or buts about it you know I kind of have a way of shooting my strings in, checking them, and then I'll shoot another 500 arrows or so, check them, and then usually I'm done. I'm, I know that they're they're not moving. They're they're dialed in. But let's just say that we're – here we are, what, seven weeks before Colorado Big Game, yeah, right? Yeah, middle of July, yep. So if somebody – some people still have time because the, the new material, um, pre-stretching strings as they're getting built, You what do you, what's your guys' opinion as far as breaking time and – you know, what's, what's kind of like the last moment people should be putting new stuff on their bow before season? Yeah, I I would say right now we're in crunch time. Sure. I mean, it, I I know you're saying the same thing. We're, we're the same mind, right? Our, Caleb and I, our setups are dialed. They were, you know, two months ago, right? But for hunting season, but 
Um, that being said, it's crunch time, but there still is time. So at this at this point, seven weeks out, right? There is still time to get a set of new strings on and get your bow tuned and ready to rock for for opener. Um, you know, it does that leave you a ton of time? No, but um, you know, in my opinion, if if you can have those strings on installed and your bow ready to rock, you know, in two weeks before opener, you're good. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you get them two weeks before the opener, you're good. And, and here's why I say that, um, as, as long as you buy a set of quality strings, you know, no matter the manufacturer, if they're a good set of strings, wh- whoever you get them from, right, you should be able to do this. You should, uh, get your strings on, and if it's been a while since you've had strings or you haven't restrung your bow at all, you're going to need some break-in time, just like you were saying, Phil. Um, uh, and mostly it's retuning, respecting your bow and break-in time for you um, if you get a good set of threads. So what I mean by that is somebody's shooting their bow for two years, five years, like you know, like you mentioned, and they haven't touched them. Well, they you know bring the bow in we say what's the draw weight on this bow oh it's a 70 pounder like okay (laughs) check and so what what draw weight is that right now you know that's what we that's i'm sure you ask them too phil right yeah oh yeah it's at 70 pounds Uh, you know i i know it is it's turned all the way up okay yeah let's check it real quick oh hey it's at 64 pounds your draw length is three quarters of an inch off of your original setting you know and you have wicked camling. Really? Yeah. Right. So they've, somebody has been shooting that bow sighted in to a bad tune basically. So one thing you do have to think of before season, you get a set of new strings on it. If they're good strings, your bow is going to be put back in spec. It's going to be timed and synced. Perfect. And you, so you're going to pick up, Peak draw weight, your draw length is going to sit properly where it should be, which might feel different from what you're used to, so you may have to change that again. And you're probably going to pick up some speed, so your pin gaps might change, right? You may be putting, if, if you're shooting a dial, you may be putting on a new sight tape because, hey, guess what? These new strings picked up some speed. I can't believe it. I didn't know my bow had it in me. So, you know, it's... it's uh there can be a lot of work, but good set of threads. There's, you're not looking at breaking time like strings in the past. You walk out the door, set of strings, no matter the manufacturer or custom builder, right? They used to always tell you, oh, you got to put at least 500 arrows through it before we can set your peep, you know, before we can, you know, do anything. Strings are going to stretch. Well, with the, build processes today um, that, you know, a lot of builders use and some of the tools we use, like you were saying, Phil, pre-stretching and everything, right? Then a lot of that's gone out the window. Yeah. You can, you know, a good set of strings, man, you can put a peep in the same day you install it. Tin shot, you know, we'll, we'll put in, put on a set of strings, hand it to a customer say, let's set your peep, set a peep 10 shots later and it won't move you know so that's 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 it 100% and that's where 
you know, the we don't see we hardly see any single cambos anymore, right? The very, very few. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I know that was a big nightmare with those long strings and and Oh yeah. man. Yeah. It was it was just pulling teeth with, with getting a, a peep to set and and breaking it yep. in and and most of the, the new cam systems on the bows that are the you know, binary cam systems or the cam and a half, whatever the new, most of them have gone, have the, the, uh, the result is a better performing bow, uh, less flaws in your setup. And, and like you guys said, understanding the, the string building game better. How many times in the past, you know, I can't tell you where we'd put a, we'd order a set of, or a customer would come in with a set of string and cables and, because the the serving size was the wrong diameter and it wouldn't sit in the track of the cam right, that was a nightmare breaking the string and cables and tuning a bow. Oh yeah. And oh yeah, for sure. So things like that that customers don't think about. You if you're if you're, you consider yourself average Joe bow hunter, I'm not talking down to you. I'm telling you, you and I and everybody is thankful and benefit is benefiting because guys like Brandon and Caleb that understand the setup and understand the, the, the sizing and, and the diameter of the material and how things finish out and how they're supposed to sit in the cam, they, it, the string building business, the, the, the learning the hard way and learning, learning over time has helped us so much. And, and oh, that's yeah. what, like you said, two weeks, yeah, two, you know, weeks to get it dialed in. Right. It's, it's, it's very, very realistic. So, um, let, let's talk a little bit more about just that process of, of the break-in. Okay. So you come yep. into, yeah. you, you come into whatever shop you're at, you know, or you got a buddy that, that tunes your bow for you, whatever the case is, you put your new string and cables on. I, myself in the past, you know, and I'm talking like three to five years ago, I'd sit there and I'd sit in front of a bale and I'd shoot 50, 75 arrows, no peep, no, no, just, just shooting the bow. Uh-huh getting it settled in. Okay, now I'll put my or mark my peep, I'll put my peep in and I won't serve the whole thing in. I'm just kind of serving the peep into the string so it doesn't come pop flying out and I'm shooting some more. You know, and then it's okay, now after 150 200 shots, now it's ready to, you know, put a couple twists in the string to get it where it, everything straightens out and and retune everything again and, and then tie my peep in. Now, like you said, maybe 10 shots and and you're ready to throw a peep in there. And get it and get it set up. So when when people that don't know that they just assume, okay, I've got new string and cables on, I'm ready to go. What's your guys' take on on a the the, the break in period and b you know after you shot so many shots, what, when are we you know checking the synchronization of the cams again? What, what what's your guys' process? Yeah, so I'll jump on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, we we can set a peep early if if you want. Some guys are still kind of old school in that, Hey, I'm going to crank a couple hundred rounds through it. And, and then we can set my peep, you know, and that's fine. The reason we like putting a peep in sooner rather than later to start, um, is that now that weight you have now have a loaded string. So you can now actually get a speed to start. That's, that's important. Yeah. It's not this massive change, but it is another part of the tuning process. So if you can start with that baseline with your loaded string, bam, you know, you're good to go. So that out of the way, um, with a a good solid set of strings that is pre-stretched, 
the only break-in you're actually looking to do now is not uh, necessarily string stretch or creep or rotation. If everything's served correctly and stretched correctly, now what it is is kind of gauging or bundling up that uh, serving so it just lays yep. in that cam track a little better. It sits right down in the groove. Now, the diameters are always, or I, I can't say always, but are supposed to be built properly to fit. But even if it's proper, it still needs to get worked into that groove a little. So uh, it needs to get a memory. It needs yeah. to get a bit of a memory. Yeah. Yep. That's what you're looking for. So initially, get your peep in, um, you know, get all that done. And we start right when that string is installed, we do a full spec. So cam sync. Uh, cam timing, cam sync, depending on what kind of system, cam system you have, um, axle to axle check, brace height check, peak draw weight check, and draw length check, all of which is done on a draw board or by somebody who has the means, you know, or buddy measuring you, things like that. So that that's important to have that starting point because if you don't have that starting point, you don't know where it went or where it came from. Then you can shoot in. Really, it's only a couple hundred shots, which is not a lot. If you think about it, you go out on the range for 20 minutes and you lob five arrows at a butt each time, and you do that 10 times, you're already 50 arrows. You're only after 20 minutes, right? So sure. it's pretty short um, relatively. And then you can go back and, and just kind of recheck your peak weight, your brace height, your axle to axle. Look at everything again. Look at your timing. And, and see if it moved, see, see if it had done anything. Most cases we've seen, we're still pretty well dialed in. And, and whether that's ours or whether that's a high-end string that somebody brought us to install, you're pretty dialed in. Um, you're just settling those into that grooves. But what you're looking for is timing, synchronization, and those other key specs I just mentioned, you know, peak draw weight, draw length is huge. Um, and then you're checking for if there's uh, serving separation. Yep. Just take a look over your cams, look over the lobes, look over that. Honestly, that, you know, that can start going south more than the string itself, right? So, uh, yeah, just recheck everything, look back at your notes, <clears throat> compare it to spec. Man, maybe a half twist. Bam, and you're rolling, man. And, 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 and I want to cover one more thing before we close up this episode and then talk a little bit more about what we're going to be uh, coming down here with, with next week's episode. But being that there's different cam systems like we've talked about before and different cam systems, the cables take loads differently than, you know, a cam and a half system is different than a binary cam system. And because of that system, there's little intricacies about one cable may it not so much stretch, but like you said, the way it, it, it coils up into a cam a little bit more than the other, mm -hmm. that yeah. process may influence, a, 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 like you said, a half a twist or a twist, you know, yeah. more yep. than the other cable. So tell yep. me a little bit more about when you guys, when we're talking about cam timing and cam synchronization, because the rotation of the cam at a starting point is one thing, and then the the cam, uh, the draw stops hitting the cables is another thing. So when you guys are talking about cam timing, cam synchronization, explain what you mean by that, so that way 
because some people may think it's the same thing as far as, well, are you cramped right. in time? Yeah, they're timed. Or are they synced? Or, you know, so, so break that down quickly, and yeah. then we're going to go into yep. what we're going to be talking about here next week. Yeah, so it's 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 pretty simple. It people do get confused over it and think it's the same thing, but it's it's pretty simple. So timing, cam timing. If your cams are timed, timing is talking about the starting position of your cam at brace before you pull the string. So every system, every manufacturer has figured out for the most part where the the most optimum starting position, right, of that cam. How how it, whether it's rocked way forward towards the face of the riser or rocked back towards the shooting string, right? So that's cam timing. You know you're timed if your peak draw weight is correct, okay? So if if you have, like back to what I said earlier, if you have a 70-pound bow and it's at 65 pounds, you're not timed. The starting position of those cams is off. Right, so it's not going to go through its full rotation as you draw the string to load up to full peak weight before it dumps off. So timing is the starting position of your cam, and it's your peak draw weight will, um, and your draw length. Really, your peak draw weight and your draw length are the number two things that if you're in spec on those, your timing is good. Okay, so and then syncing your cams is um, when you have a binary system, let's say, or any mirror image, um, top cam is exact same as the bottom cam, a slave cam system, they're exact same, have to rotate together, a true dual cam, two cam bow, right? Um, uh, Cam sync is super important. It is on hybrids too, but synchronization is that when you draw that string as cams come back to their final resting place, whether it's on limb stops or cable stops, whatever system you prefer or the bow manufacturer uses, that if the either stop, either kind of stop, let's just say they're in a fixed position and you can't slide it, they should be coming back and hitting either their cables, top and bottom, if it's a cable stop, or the the limbs, at the exact same time. And now that's and the general interject, interject there, just a, a short, some manufacturers will tell you spec to have one hitting different than the other. Right. However, right. that's specific to manufacturer. So still synced, but. Within their yeah. specs, within their, within their yep. recommendations. Yeah. And that's exactly. where. Like you said, the cam timing, that's where when you see cams, and, and just talking to the to the listeners again, some cams ha- yeah. will have hash marks, right? Some cams will have yep. a, a hole. Some cams will have um, – I mean, there's different things that they use to, to, to reference so that way you know that those yeah. are in within the realm of the starting point. And, and cam syncing, again, like, like Caleb and, and uh, Brandon said, is, is at full draw, is, is – Usually in a draw board, but um, yep. that's that's what we're talking about, and and both of those are very important to make maximizing the efficiency of your bow. Um, so guys, there's there's a, a hundred different directions we can go into with the strings and and the bows and the way they function yeah. and and working on them. So what what I'm gonna do is 
I'm going to step back because I, I mean we can talk all night, right? It's it's something that we oh, yeah. we speak the same language, we get it, we're into the same things, and and we can we can just talk about just different mishaps that we've worked on different bows, right? That we've seen. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. They came in, and we may end up coming back to that here in a couple of weeks, not to poke fun at anybody, but just to shed light on. No, but yeah, we we could learn some stuff. People could learn from it, probably. Yeah. That's poke, exactly poke right. fun at me, really. I mean, we <laughs> screwed stuff up too. So, <laughs> and, and that's where, like I said, the way that people learn is by by identifying other mistakes and whether you've made that mistake yep. or, or somebody else has. Yeah. So that's probably a good one for us to do here in a couple of weeks. But um, next week, you guys are going to be running the championship bow hunting podcast on your own for for this next episode, and. Um, topics that are going to get a little bit more in depth with within regards to strength yeah. and tuning on bows. So, for the, all the listeners out there, like I said, Brandon and Caleb, the, these guys they're they're in tune with what's going on. Very technical guys, very smart guys within their craft. And with that, like I said, I, I'm going to be very happy to pass the torch off to you guys to to run with this. And then we're going, like I said, we'll come back every couple weeks or so. And, and catch up and, and talk about different topics and then move forward as we're going to kind of be bringing this collaboration, you know, at least leading up till hunting season and hopefully well beyond that. But um, you guys got anything specifically that you know that you may want to throw out there? Or is it just more of, hey, you know, come come back next week, tune in, and, and we're going to start, uh, you know, we're just going to get into it? Well, I, I thought just off the top of my head, you know, we're we're talking about a timeline, right? right now preparing for hunting season so just thinking right now um you know we could probably go through once those before and after you have that install and what to look for on the range when you actually hit the range in relation to how your setup is now if there's changes due to a new string install that's just an idea right now but it it gives listeners kind of a, a path to go down immediately after this you know, kind of a brief overview and, uh, to, to know what they're looking for, you know, once, once they actually get those new strings on. And and the other thing, when we're talking about a fully customized set of stringing cables, right. And this is something, like I said, I've got a couple sets of, of your guys' stuff on my bows and, and some of the questions that you ask, it's not just a matter of, okay, what bow do you have? It's also what arrow and what knock are you shooting? Right. Because knock fit, is is so critical to accuracy and and it's so important to to being able to to maximize you know your speed and and making sure that it tunes properly that that's probably another good thing to to, to touch on just in the process of when you're getting this stuff built all all strings are not created equal and it's not because the materials aren't out there it's because if you're truly getting a personal personalized set of string and cables those kind of details are addressed you know Yep. Yeah, definitely. So, yep. you know, anyway, we'll we'll cut it off here because, like I said, you guys, uh, I'm just gonna, like I said, the the floor is yours, man. I, I I'm I'm definitely uh, interested in in seeing you know what you, what you guys are gonna talk about, and and we'll get it out there to the listeners so so we can continue to bring some more regular content and fresh content, and 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 basically uh, content through through other people's eyes because. As we've all talked and we all agree that, you know, one person's opinion is great, but the opinion of many is 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 much more beneficial because uh, you, you can. We've all had different experiences and we've all got to this point different ways. And 
and learning from those and bringing what we each bring to the table from from uh, you know our, our learning curve and 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 uh, our experiences um then i'm just excited to see it and to hear it so uh yeah. listeners out there one more time you know like i said dirty north archery if, if you're looking to get a set of stringing cables this is this is just a uh i mean th- these guys are here helping to contribute with the podcast but look them up you know what, what what's a website if people want to order some stuff from you guys or, or check you out to to send a bow your way what, what where do you guys have your your contact information uh for people to to check you out yeah, yeah we so got our on, website. Uh, oh, go, go, ahead, go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> okay. See, that's what happens when uh, when twin brothers are talking. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes, oh, man. <laughs> no, we're uh, we're on the DirtyNorthArchery.com, and then uh, Facebook a little bit here and there, Dirty North Archery, and uh, Instagram. And I mean, you can jam us up there. We have phone numbers on there as well, too. So. So check them out. Like I said, you know we're we're excited to 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 share the platform with you guys. Uh, we're also going to have uh, Grant and Braden on here, getting into some gear stuff moving forward. And then we're also going to have a an episode where all of us come on and and just talk bow hunting because and see what happens. <laughs> that, that's right, right. We're gonna we're gonna throw a mess of stuff against the wall and see what sticks. But oh, I'm know. looking forward to it, man. It, it for sure, man. It's it'll be fun and. And, and you know, real quick, like I said, thanks again to you guys coming on and willing to contribute and, and help things out and progress the movement. And, uh, you know, make sure everybody out there listening, share it with your friends, you know, tag some friends on there. You know, we'll probably have another giveaway here moving forward um, with some of these episodes to uh, if anybody that shares and likes them on social media. But we'll we'll release that information here in the next couple episodes. So I'm going to close it out. And like we we used to close it out many times before, you know, as bow hunters, as as target archers, as anybody with a stick and string in your hand, you know, never settle for an imperfect arrow, and we'll check you out soon. <laughs>